Good day, everybody. Welcome to Talking the Word. I am Pastor Josh. And I'm Pastor Matt. This is uh, Talking the Word. Today, our topic is standing up for your faith. Um, I think it's something that we you know, need to touch on a little bit and touch on greatly um, because of what's going on in the world today. If you notice, if you watch the news and watch what's going on in the media, you'll notice that a lot of our human basic God-given rights are being taken away. Um, very rapidly. If you notice how, you know, the whole social distancing, a lot mm-hmm. of states that aren't open are, are telling us that, you know, we can't meet in person, we can't meet as a church and do exactly as God wants us, as God's intended us to do, you know, and, and, and we're being prolonged to where if you're caught on your church grounds or caught anywhere near a church building, you know, you're being arrested and quarantined for 14 days, sure. like you're some scum of the earth when you're not. And it's, uh, I think, you know, I think the reason why we chose the topic of your faith is because of stuff like that, because we need to, because, because here, cause here's what I think is I think we need to get to the point where us as Christians, well, I rephrase this way. When are us as Christians going to finally say it's enough? Yep. Because, because that's what we got to do is we got to get to a point where we finally get up and decide yep. and say enough's enough. I'm not going to sit there and let the government, let anyone in this world tell me what I can and cannot do when it comes sure. to God. If it, if, and see, God tells us strictly in the Bible, you know, that we are to listen to our government and stuff. But if it contradicts God and the Bible and what God says and God's yes. laws and God's then we're to toss them out and listen to God um, over them. But what I'm trying to say, get at here is the fact that, you know, us as Christians got to get to the point where we got to get fed up and tired of this, that we want to, uh, that we ultimately want to. That's true. You know, we'll stand up and say, enough's enough. We're taking back our country, taking back our land. Yep. We're going to stand up for God. We're going to go to our churches and gather mm-hmm. on Sunday. Yep. Because what do you do in other countries? we got countries that are persecuted for their faith. Mm-hmm. we got other countries where they can't even meet because it's against the law. If you're caught, you get killed. I just saw <laughs> I just saw in the, in the news that uh, the Chinese government was taking down, was basically... <laughs> Taking crosses down off of off of church buildings, or identifying churches, and starting to ramp up the persecution again against the Chinese church. Now, most of the most of the uh, Chinese people they have church underground, but there is a little bit of a uh, loosening of some of the restrictions. But then, as soon as as uh, it gets too much, then the, then they, the communist government there in China they come back in and they put the clamp back on and say you can't uh, have your gatherings. And so yep. that's really tough. I mean, that's that's kind of the way it is for most most Christian people. We, we live with persecution. We, we live with um, with the world that you know, it's obviously very uh, anti-God, anti-Christ, anti-church. Uh, and you see, it. I mean, I, I uh, yep. I'm reminded in the book of Acts where the early church um, was preaching the gospel um, they had uh, proclaimed the, uh, proclaimed the gospel. Actually, a man had been healed at the gate. Uh, beautiful in Acts chapter three. And Peter and Peter and James and and the other disciples and the apostles uh, were preaching the word of God. And what happens? They're arrested. Yes. And uh, they were told you can't uh, you, know, you can't preach in the name of Jesus. And of course, they were beaten and they were they were uh, you know obviously roughed up pretty good. Yep. And uh, and then, but they went out and they continued to preach. And one of the scriptures in the Bible that I read is that they were told and given threats, and and they were threatened by by the 
by obviously the government of that day and and the uh, not only the religious leaders but also the uh, you know the the Roman government and they said we ought to obey God more than man. Now there's a big difference between uh, you know uh, you know having church on a Sunday morning in the midst of a quarantine and say, yeah. look, you know, it's our right as citizens and it's our right as Christians. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a big difference between verbally saying, you know, we want to have church and we want to worship. Yes. As opposed to what the Branch Davidians did back in 1994, 1993, whatever it was, you know, where they gather in AK-47s and semi-automatic weapons and they start killing people that show up at their front door. There's a big difference. I mean, you know, we're, we're in the, we're in, we live in the United States and this is a free country. Unfortunately, religious freedom is always under attack and we have to take a stand. The, the apostle Paul, uh, would often, would often, when he would stand up and pre, he would preach the gospel in the early church when they, um, when they were uh, in the upper room and the Holy Spirit was poured out, the church was birthed and the church was born in the book of Acts, yes. uh, the Roman government had no issue or no problem with uh, with the early church Christians uh, worshiping this God. They were a very idolatrous uh, pagan culture. So they had lots of gods that they prayed to, lots of gods yes. that they worshiped. But when the but when the Christian church, the early church Christians came out and started preaching uh, the, the, the message of Acts chapter four and verse 12, it says there is no other name given under heaven whereby a man can be saved but the name of Jesus. That's when you start to draw the line, because they said not only is Jesus the way, he's the only way. And when you start to stand up for your faith, Pastor Josh, and you start to say um, this is. Um, uh, you know this. This is what we believe. This is this is what our convictions are. Uh, and you take a stand. You're going to face persecution. Jesus did not ever waver in telling no, the truth. He didn't. And in John chapter six, um, you know, we read where he's teaching and sharing on the kingdom of God. And some of the people said, "This is a hard saying. Who can know it?" And Jesus turned and looked at the people behind him, and he says, "Does this offend thee?" He was saying, are you offended? Do you have a problem with what I'm saying? He never backed down from telling the truth. Now, there's a big difference, like I said, between exercising your your rights as a as a citizen and your right as a Christian believer. Yeah. You know, and and you do you do what you have to do in whatever means necessary to worship. I mean, we had to do live stream services. We had to do services online. Um, and we just recently had our first church service in about six weeks on Sunday. But, you know, to say to people, well, you can't have church for six months, that's wrong. And that's where you have to finally stand up. And I think the Bible says, you know, that in, in the word of God, we're to let our light shine before men, that they'll see our good works and glorify our Father, yep. which is in heaven. And the Bible also says uh, that we are not to have any fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but yep. rather reprove or expose them. Sometimes when you take a stand, you're gonna you're gonna shine a light, Josh. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna expose the sin, the corruption, mm-hmm. the evil. And Satan hates exposure. He the does. enemy he totally hates does. exposure. That's why many times um we you read the scriptures where the Bible tells us that we are not to render evil for evil, but we're to overcome evil with good. But also, too, there comes a point in time, like with the early church, they said we ought to obey God more than man. Because eventually when man made rules 
are are imposed on you to the point where you can't exercise your faith. That's when you yep. got to stand up and say, no, this is this is not the way. No, it's not. And and I'm reminded of uh, of the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. how you know as they were sitting there and, and all yep. the Hebrews, the Jews, and yes, and as they're in captivity, you know, they're being told to bow down to this idol. Yes. And if you don't bow down, like you you're done for. Yes. And you know, and they got cast into the to the burning fire furnace, to the fire furnace, and mm-hmm. uh, and I remind that story is yeah. is that those guys understood that they understood where man's mm-hmm. laws were, mm-hmm. but they understood what God's laws were, yeah. and they knew that at that moment in time that they that, that man's laws had come against God's laws, mm-hmm. and so they stood up for God's yes. laws and they didn't bow down yeah. just because they uh, they wanted comfort or security. Yeah. They said, you know, I don't care about comfort or security. I care more about what God's going to say mm-hmm. to me than what than what the world's yeah. going to say. And at that yeah. point, they exemplified great faith. And the cool thing was, when they mm-hmm. went in there, they weren't burned. Nothing mm-hmm. was happening. There's a there's a, you know, there's three of them in there. And there's four people, and they're yep. like, "What the heck?" And, and yep. the king's just like, "What's going on here?" And, mm-hmm. and, and, and and through that, through that great faith, a nation yes, has changed. It was. Um, and it's awesome. And I think that's what we need to get back to mm-hmm. as, as a nation, as a country, and as well, a world. Here. When you think about you think about Daniel, you mentioned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Well, Daniel uh, is another example. Oh, yeah. Daniel, yep. Daniel every day would open his window and he would face to the east towards Jerusalem and he would pray. Yep. And, um, and when an edict came down from the king, uh, King Darius, uh, and of course, he was coerced into signing it. You know, it wasn't something that you know yep. that uh, for thirty days nobody could pray in the in the name of, of you know of any other god. And and just to paraphrase it for for everybody, yeah. and what did Daniel do? As soon as Daniel heard that was that was that edict was made, that order was given. He didn't stop. He didn't stop praying. He went right back home. He opened up his window face to the east and he prayed it again and he continued to pray. I think what happens is the enemy tries to use intimidation and coercion uh, and he uses people to try to get us to do things maybe that we don't want to do. Um, Now, do I like what I'm seeing in our country? No, I think it's a joke. I think it's a joke. I think that, you know, when, when you have uh, publicly elected officials that do things that make orders and say that you can't, uh, you, you can't do certain things. You can't exercise certain rights. Um, you know, I, I understand that there that you have to use common sense, yeah. wisdom, caution. But I also know too that a lot of times, um, you know, public publicly elected officials often are guilty of overreaching, and they do. Yes, yes. And, yes, um, yes. and I have I have friends and family that live in other states, not here in Indiana, but other states. <laughs> Uh, where it's a lot more, I mean, those, those, the rules are much tighter, much stricter, um, you know, and they're not allowed to, you know, to do much. And so when you think about it, you can't go to uh, certain establishments, you can't uh, exercise your rights, and it's hard. And and, and you have churches now that are saying, you know what, uh, we're going to have church, if, if we have to have it in a parking lot, we're having church, yep. uh, we're going to gather together. I think what happens is eventually, like Daniel, you have an example here where where Daniel chose to obey God, and and I and please don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying that I don't want people to rebel against against elected officials. I pray for our elected officials, yeah. even the ones I didn't vote for, even the ones I don't don't agree with. But there comes a point where you have to say, "I'm going to pray. I'm yeah. going to I'm going to worship God." 
Yep. I'm going to I'm going to live out my Christian faith. Yeah. Um, and I think eventually, um, you know, when you get to that point where you say, I'm not going to, Daniel said, I don't care. I don't yep. care. Daniel said, uh, I, you know, I worship, I worship the Lord God, Jehovah. This is the God that I serve. The Bible says in the scriptures very, very clearly that you'll have no other gods before me. And the Bible also makes it very clear that the first commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your strength, your mind. Amen. And the second commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. Well, you know, you, you you can't make, you can't force or coerce or or make people not do something, Josh. You know, yeah. about the time that, you know, one of the reasons why the, the underground church in China is growing so fast, is the fastest growing church in the world, is because the Chinese Communist government has said, you you know, you're not you're not allowed to have you're not allowed to have a church gathering. Okay, so they go underground. And it just explodes because when you force people and say you can't do something, all it does is it just it encourages and reinforces the faith. And it you know, does. the early church in the early church in the book of Acts was persecuted horribly. I mean, though there were the apostles were killed and martyred and, and put to death, and the church continued to grow because the faith of the people grew, the faith of the people was strong. And I think what this has done, what this what this whole a shelter in place, quarantine, this whole COVID-19 virus, what it's done is while the enemy might mean it for evil, and and even I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there's probably some policymakers and political people that leaders that would love to just shut down churches and, and make the church oh, irrelevant. What really it's done is it's it's really made people start to start to focus on their spiritual life. It's made people realize how much they how much they miss uh how much they, they they miss being around other people, how much they miss being with uh, friends and family. And, you know, I mean, I, you know, I've seen more more Christian posts. I've seen more uh, scriptures, more praise reports, more worship, worship songs and things. like that. I've seen a lot of people really talk more about God probably now during this whole thing Same. over the last six weeks. And, I, and what are they doing? They're taking a stand. Yep. You can take a stand in the public forum. You can take a stand. Uh, on the on the school campus, the college campus, you could take a stand, um, you know, for your faith. Um, what does Paul say in Romans 1.16? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Amen. Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation. When you're saying I'm not ashamed, you're saying I'm not going to hide behind, you know, whatever. There's some people that say, well, you know, I, I guess if we can't go to church, I, I guess we can't go to church. And I'm and, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, that never stopped the early church. No. That never no. stopped the apostle Paul. He was put in prison, but you know what? He still kept writing letters. He still kept preaching. He still kept praying. And, well, even though he was in prison. And, yeah. And, and when all the walls and everything came, and all the doors came busting open the earthquake, you know, even though he stayed strong in his faith, sure. he kept on the word, even though he was in a circumstance where he – where they were trying to hold him back from doing mm -hmm. God's work and from sharing the gospel, he still shared it. That yes. that jailer got saved in his family yes. and so forth. Yes. And so, so, so I like to look at it this way: is that that no matter how much the world, the government, or people in it try to try to hinder God, mm -hmm. you can't. No. You can't hinder God in what He's trying no. to do. And no. it's one of those things. It's like um, like a lot of people. You know, I've had a lot of people talk about it, saying. Here in the United States, we'll never face religious persecution of any form, and you know, um, because you know we're a, we're a country blessed by God, and God protects us, and God watches over us, and we 
our country's been prayed over and pro da da. And I look at people and go, "Well, why don't you look at right now?" Yeah, I beg you, got, <laughs> you got people being arrested for their yeah. faith. Mm-hmm. You got people being put in jail. Mm-hmm. You got people's basic human rights being ripped away and told, "Oh, you, you had, can't, you can't you, come you, to church." You, you, had, you had you had certain states, and I'm not sure which states it is, but you had states where where they uh, where you had police show up and and give people tickets. For parking in 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 whatever the church service. That'd be Kentucky. Yeah, my my brother. Um, I hope he doesn't get mad at me for sharing this, but he had I think one of the last church services he had in his building. Um, when he finished up the service and they went out to leave, there were there were police officers from their city that were out there in the parking lot, and they certainly were not being belligerent or anything, but they were just there and they just were reminding everybody. You know, you folks know we do have a. Uh, a shelter in place or a quarantine order or something like that. And, but my brother, John, you know, wanted to continue to have services and he would still be having services. Uh, but the issue came down, the issue came down to, okay, this is an order given by their governor, uh, the state of California. And, and, you know, and so what do you do? You know, there, there comes a point when you have to say, eventually, you know what, we're not, we're not going to be silent anymore. We're not going to just, 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 sit back and let this let this just roll by us. Yeah. I, I applaud I applaud the fact that a lot of churches and a lot of people have said this is not right and this should not be there. And I think you're gonna see and I you know and I can say and I'll say this much for our governor Eric Holcomb who I who I support and I, I have a lot of respect for. I, I like he he took a very common sense approach and, and he was trying to err on the side of caution and I understood his reasoning. But then there came a point when he said, you know what, we're going to go ahead and move on to phase two. But he said, I'm going to leave. And this is the wisdom of leadership here. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to uh, leave religious organizations and churches. I'm going to leave that to their discretion uh, to decide how they want to go forward uh, with their meetings. Uh, he said, you know, we can have no more than 25 people gathering, but that does not apply to church services. Yep. And and that's wise because what he was understanding is is that look, this is this is, you know, people need people need to understand that they have to be safe, but you can't restrict people from practicing and exercising their religious faith. Yep. And I really admired that and I thought, you know what, that's a smart move. But then you have that other other people that say, well, you know what, we want you to do we want you to keep doing this or keep doing that. And I and I think as Christians there's a fine line that you walk there, Josh. I think where you you have to you have to say, okay, I I, I want to be subject to the powers that be and the subject to the powers and authorities that are over me. But you know what? If if I if if what that man-made man-made religious system or man-made excuse me political system is teaching or saying or espousing, oh yeah, it doesn't line up with God's word, then I'm not going to do it. No, you know. Doesn't. I mean, that's why uh, many Christians have to have to take a stand. You have to say uh, this is right and that's wrong. We don't do that anymore. You know, no, we, we don't. don't. We don't we, do that. We don't. We don't stand up. I, I admire Franklin Graham. He's one of my favorite oh, uh, speakers. I'd love to hear him speak anytime he's interviewed on the news or something on television. I watch him. Uh, he's a man of great faith and he's a man of great conviction. And and he made a statement uh, here a few months back. He said, my father would be very, very disappointed if you could see what 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 certain people and certain individuals are saying about uh, about the church and about the world. And he, he said he would be very disappointing. And, uh, but at the same time, 
at the same time, uh, he, but he, he stands up for his convictions. He stands up for what he believes in. He calls it plain. Um, you know, he, he, uh, you know, he, he, he had some, he had some rather strong things to say about the governor of New York that was, that was telling Samaritans first that they were going to have to pay taxes, uh, for working in, in the state of New York to which, to which Reverend Graham said, uh, we didn't pay anybody. This is all volunteer. He said, he said, basically he said, that's tyranny. That's wrong. Yeah, he said that's not righteous, and yeah. uh, and he said and for and this is the same governor, of course, that, that that said that God had nothing to do with New York's uh, bringing with with New York's success in lowering the uh, the number of COVID nineteen cases, number of deaths. He said that was people that did that. God had nothing to do with that. And I thought to myself, maybe he's not the smartest person in the room, like he thinks he is. Maybe, oh, maybe is. somebody maybe somebody needs to remind him. Of it. But Franklin Graham stood up and and and. And, and said something. I think at times you have to do that. You've got to take a stand yeah. and say, this is right. This is wrong. You do. And you got to, you know, you got to take a stand. You got to stand up for God's word. You got to stand up for God and his principles. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't let people come in and, and take it with this persecution away because, 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 you know, I know around the world where a lot of our father, our, sure. our fellow brother and sisters mm-hmm. in their countries that they are, where they face religious persecution on yeah. such a greater level than we have dreamed of. Much worse. Um, you know, you know, I guarantee a lot of them are looking over here mm-hmm. and going, what are you guys doing? You're letting, you're, 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 you're literally giving yeah. up your right to mm-hmm. worship God yeah. to a point where they're going to take that, to where yeah. you're letting them take that completely away, to where you're going to be in our situation. Mm-hmm. And, and they're probably looking at us going, you idiots. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, is that, that, you know, you, you blindly, you, you know, if you don't, if you don't stand up and make a stand, you know, yep. you're, you're going to be like the rest of the sheep being led to the slaughter. Oh yeah. And, you know, and, and there was, you know, I, I, I think about Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the great German pastor that was martyred because of Christ. He spoke up against Hitler. He spoke up and took a stand against Adolf Hitler. Yep. He said, Nazism is wrong. The treatment of Jews is wrong. Yeah. What you're doing is wrong. And he got up and preached in the pulpit and spoke against it. There were there were pastors and preachers during the American Revolution that got up and preached and spoke uh, against the against the British rule, that spoke about the importance of freedom and liberty. And and um, you know, and, and they 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 took a stand. Now, there's a big difference, Josh. I mean, I mean, Pastor Matt doesn't get up in, in the pulpit and I don't I don't get up and and and, uh, you know, even even though I've, I've sat under presidents, I didn't like I didn't get up in the pulpit and verbally bash a president. Yeah. Or make No, I preach the gospel. You preach the good news of the gospel of yeah. Jesus Christ. That's what we're called to do. We're not Amen. called to Amen. espouse uh, political ideology. Amen. The gospel in itself is is what we're to preach and what we're to proclaim. Yes. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that we limit our life or we limit our actions to Amen. just the church. We're in the world, Josh. We don't have to be of the world. We let our light Amen. shine in the world by 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 shining for righteousness. You know, I, I have a you know, I have to say that sometimes I think we as Christians we give up too too easily. We back down. Uh, we say, well, I don't want to. I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to upset anybody. I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to get. Uh, I don't want to get in trouble. Um, there comes a point in time when you stand up and say, this is right. This is wrong. How many? How many more? Let me ask you this. How many more millions of innocent 
lives and unborn children would have been killed. I mean, we've already had close to 60, over 60 million. Yeah. But imagine that number would be even higher if, if, there, higher. if there hadn't been people standing up and saying it, it's a child, not yeah. a choice. Uh, you know, you know, you know, if there hadn't been a, a pro-life proclamation, well, who's doing that? Who's actually standing up and saying that that this child is 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 it's 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 a child, it's a life. Who is it? It is it is it is Christian people that stand up and realize that the scripture says that yeah. you know, even before you were in your mother's womb, I knew you. Oh yeah. And they understood that and they spoke up for and they and they they, they proclaimed yeah. that, you know. And I know there's people that 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 say, well, you know what? Well, the same people that that stand up for for pro life and stand up for 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 the right to life, they don't seem to have any problem with with people that 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 you know are are put to death or receive the death penalty. Look, that's a that's a good moral question, and and Christians are on both sides of that. Okay. Yeah. But the thing about it is is that is that that person that is one thing to and this is where I this is where I draw the line. I say, look. We'll we'll get up and 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 protest and 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 speak out against you know will. something like abortion or something like the death penalty. Or we'll talk about that, but yet we won't stand up and we won't speak against the immorality of the day. We won't talk about how horrible Hollywood is. We won't talk about how 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 very evil the entertainment world is. How violent our culture is. Yep. How violent our society is. Uh, you know, we won't talk about how how inept our school systems are. Uh, our kids are, are, you know, we have a whole generation of kids that, in my my humble opinion, are 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 not getting a very good education. Not, not. Um, you know, the 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 absolute, uh, you know, the absolute disgrace that the you know colleges and universities have become. And, oh and, and 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 Josh, we're 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 seeing that, and I think the reason that that our our culture is so de- is so uh, is so uh in such horrible shape and is 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 degrading and, and is basically uh just falling apart and corruptible is because we've not prayed we've not we've not taught scriptures we've not proclaimed the gospel and people haven't taken a stand you know kids yeah. haven't kid kids if kids don't see their parents taking a stand well, for the gospel well, I, think, I think part of the reason why a lot of people haven't taken a stand is because they get they get so comfortable and they want to get in this position yeah. of I want everyone to like me I want to be a I want everyone to accept me and when they when you start yeah. to be outspoken then you get those that don't like you no. then you're like no I don't want you know and, yeah. and you can't have those groups of people that don't like you people just freak no. out about that and and see one of the things I like to look at too especially when I'm telling when I'm talking to people about that issue is they look at them and go you got to remember something is Jesus wasn't liked when he was on earth. He was he, hated. He was hated. He was he actually um, offended more people than anyone was ever offended. No, he did. And, and he wasn't trying to offend people. He, just he was did. just he was just standing up for God's word and taking the truth. Stand. He spoke the truth. And and Israel and, and everyone got offended by it. They didn't like the fact that he was he was healing people on Sunday. He didn't they didn't like the fact that he fed five thousand people. They didn't even really care for the fact that he was dying for their sins. No. No, and he, and, he, and he called them hypocrites. He called them a generation of vipers. 
faithless and perverse. Um, you know, he called the the Pharisees blind guides, leading the blind. So, you know, and the thing like and what we've talked about in this whole podcast is that you know, if you stand for righteousness, you're going to face some you're going to face some backlash. Yep. But if you're not willing to stand for, for what did Jesus say? If you're ashamed of me before man, I'll be ashamed of you before my heavenly yep. Father. Yep, that's out of Matthew ten. Matthew ten thirty three. And so, if you if you don't stand for that, you're not going to you, you know. If we don't take a stand now, Josh, then it's just a matter of time because what's going to happen next? It'll be another crisis, another situation, and we'll just we'll just continue to to give up. And like you said, just we want people to like it's us. Like, we want people to like us, be our friends, and so let's just do that. And that's not that's not. I can't remember who it was that said this. Uh, I think it might have been Ronald Reagan that said this. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember or not, but I'm going to quote it anyway. Yeah. And it, it is sure. him. Sure. Thank God. But uh, but it, it was someone that said that uh, that um, there's going to come a time when when we give up our rights for comfortability, for safety. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's literally what we're doing is we're wanting safety, we want comfortability, we want things yeah. a OK. And yeah. so we're so we're so we're giving up our rights. It's not like, you know, when you're my dad or my grandma or grandpa were growing up mm-hmm. where where people weren't so concerned about about no. their safety. They were more concerned about their rights. Mm-hmm. Now it's all about I want safety. And mm-hmm. so if it means that for me to have safety, that I have to give up my rights to the mm-hmm. government so I can have that safety, mm-hmm. then that I'll do so. And what they're wrong in is the fact that by giving up your rights, mm-hmm. you're not getting any safety in return no. because you're making your situation even more unsafe because a government can't come in and save the people. No. Only God can. Only God and when, can. You, when you when you stand for your rights and mm-hmm. stand and understand that here's my God-given rights that God mm-hmm. has given me. Here's the rights I have, yeah. and I'm going to stand for God and trust God. And trust God. That's where you say this comes from, because Jesus is that's our right. safety and our refuge. If you look back at at when the disciples were on the water and the, and, and the waves came, and it was just Jesus a bad said, storm. Did you fear? Yep. And and they asked Jesus, like, "Are you going to let us die?" And mm-hmm. he just literally said, he told them the winds and everything. He calmed them all down mm-hmm. and and told them not to worry, not fear. And see, he, see, they were wanting comfortability. They were wanting comfort, so they were willing to give up all of oh, their yeah. everything. For comfortability, and Jesus got after him about yep. it. It was like, no, you don't need to stand for me, and yeah. and you know you can't, you can't, you gotta stand, you gotta stand, stand for me, yeah, and, stand. and you can't just sit there and worry about what's going on. Yeah. You know, it's like when Peter walked out of the boat to go walk on water with Jesus. You know, if he wasn't thinking about it at the time when he stepped out there, his state of comfortability, it wasn't 